What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is September 27th, 2021. This is your Fightful post-WWE Raw review in uh, my neck of the woods, Cincinnati, but I did not go. I learned my lesson with Raw, but this wouldn't have been too bad a one to attend, I guess. A cage match main event, two WWE title matches, technically. Uh, we had a, a reuniting. We had a women's title match. Denise... Salcedo joins us. Why did you say my last name like that? It's with Salcedo. a D, not with a T. Salcedo. You said Salcedo. Salcedo. I was like, what? I, I think I think a Salcedo is the kind of potato that Andrew Zarian ate that gave him double pneumonia. Potatoes uh, are in the brain right now. Evidently. Salcedo. Salcedo. She's right. here. What do you think of Raw? Oh, thank you. She's here. That's such a lame introduction. Thank you very much. No, I thought Raw was pretty good today. I mean, I thought all three hours they, you know, kicked the way they kicked things off to essentially a match that I was not expecting to close out the night. I thought was pretty good. And I thought everything in between was a pretty decent Raw. It feels like they're definitely trying some new things, not entirely new things, because we did get uh, some rematches. We did get those. But either way, I thought it was an enjoyable show because even the rematches that we got that we've seen before one zillion times and that I'll automatically tune out if I've already seen it. It didn't matter. I thought they were really great today, so I can't complain too much. It seems like they've been trying the last few weeks, and I don't know what it was that made them try, but I'm glad that they are. Uh, guys, if you're watching this on youtube.com slash Fightful, please leave a thumbs up. Uh, do not slam your phone into your desk like I just accidentally did. Uh, please subscribe. And donate a super chat. That will get your question or statement right on the air. It's a little dollar sign at the bottom of the screen. We've got a ton of interviews coming up. One I won't mention because I haven't filmed it yet. But tomorrow we've got Alex Shelley of MLW and the Opera Cup going up. Uh, one of my favorite workers ever. So I was very happy to talk to him about that. And about Paparazzi Productions, which was a great thing in TNA. Uh, and then today we interviewed Alicia Atute and Selena De La Renta ahead of their match. Make sure you guys check that out. Both are available or going to be available on Fightful. But we've already got some uh, some super chats. Ricardo says, at what time was the script torn up by Vince? I don't know. It's hard to say these days, Denise. Is it really? Does it, I feel like every time there's always like a different mention. It's either a couple days before, day of, few hours it before, was a few minutes before. I feel like I hear something different every time. It was locked in by the time the show started uh, because I got the rundown and everything happened the way that it was supposed to. The, the people that challenged for the titles challenged for the titles. Uh, Cliff Beard says, Denise Persian trained Salcedo. Why am I getting the, I didn't eat the damn potato. That was Andrew Zarian. <laughs> he is, he is in the, the chat right now, by the way, uh, talking that trash, but probably with all of three buttons on his shirt buttoned up. Uh, Rafael Garcia says, random non-WWE question, but how would one go about watching MLW Fightland on Saturday? What streaming service? Fatu versus Hammerstone is going to rule. I'll have to actually look that up. I, I never really look into those things until like the day of. But I mean, they're available on YouTube. They, they, they run their shows a little bit everywhere. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll post an update on that because, again, there, there's so many different services and things like that that I pretty, about, pretty well look the day of. Uh, as to what to go to, but I'll, uh, yeah, Louis says pre-taped and it'll be aired later. So yeah, they're filming it this uh, October 2nd 
in the 2300 arena, the former ECW arena. So hot diggity dog. We also have KE775 saying, are you expecting one of Sasha or Bianca to change brands? Do you think Dakota, Zia Lee, Mia Yim get drafted? Yes, I think Aaliyah gets drafted. I think um, I think some of the people that have been on the dark matches of late will get drafted. Are, are you expecting any of, that, any of that, Denise? I would hope so. If there isn't, I would be a little bit depressed. I want to see some new talents. I want to see new faces. Obviously, we're going to get a nice mix-up of things once they do the draft. But the point is that I don't want to see, uh, you know, after the draft, I don't want to see the same matches over and over again. So please throw in uh, new talents that I haven't seen before. So, yeah, I would hope so. Casey Catanzaro has been working dark matches as well. Um, Zia Lee, Dakota Kai, they've been working a lot of matches together. They switched up teammates here and there, but it, it looks like Dakota Kai is, is headed up. Dakota uh, Kai is the person that immediately, like when they were first doing like those, uh, you know, when we saw Tegan and Shotzi go up and, and Tony Storm, I immediately thought, oh, they're missing the boat there with Dakota Kai. If I was going to yep. pull up anybody, it would have been Dakota Kai. Now, uh, in regards to Casey, Casey is so much fun. Like, obviously, she's so athletic. So you, she, she can make things really fun if they were to give her the opportunity to do so. I think she would bring something different to the women's division if she were to get drafted to to raw or to SmackDown. anybody that's listened to my q a shows on fightful select know that i've said it for probably about a year like it would not shock me to just see casey and caden both brought up just out of the blue like even though they didn't have an extended run it seems like they're the kind of team that they would bring up they're a good tag team they were like my favorite tag team out of all the women that they had there they felt like the most exciting and they also didn't feel like they were trying to be the other person that's one of the criticisms that i feel that i've had about some of the teams where they try to be exactly the same person but you don't get that with casey and kate and they're their own person and they bring something different to the table i like them as a team Joel Wood, thank you for the generous super chat. He says, I remember you reported after the MSG show that officials were confident that they could put on shows like that all the time. Call me a shill, but it seems like for the most part, they've been better since that show. I would agree. That was a, a marked turning point for me, Denise, to where I was dreading watching a lot of these shows. Now, I mean, dreading in the scope of they're not going to be good, not I hate my job. I'd rather watch bad wrestling than anything else, but there it has been more consistently entertaining since that msg show and i maybe they lit a fire underneath themselves because i feel like if AEW were going to light a fire underneath them it would have happened at some point over the last two and a half years i think vince mcmahon's the kind of person that needs to light the fire underneath himself so to speak denise there were so many raws within like earlier this year even mid this year where i was coming out and i was watching the show and the first like hour hour and a half would be pretty interesting right but then the last hour hour and a half were brutal to get through like they were hard to get through but these last couple of weeks I, I even thought to myself maybe I'm just getting really used to watching a three-hour raw where now it doesn't affect me no more I thought that was like part of the reason but obviously watching the programming it, it's not there there are a lot of improvements can there be room for more improve, improvements yes but the show is improving you might want to handle this one um, oh, this one says, Oye, Sean, ¿sabías que Denise hizo trabajo de voz para, telenove para telenovelas? Hashtag chinga tu chinga. <laughs> what's, what's that mean? Uh, it says, uh, hey, Sean, did you know that Denise did voiceover work for uh, soap, soap operas? Hashtag, yeah, I know that. Uh, 
F that uh, FTF, but, yeah, <laughs> but in Spanish. <laughs> Sonny says they reinforced those ropes tonight for the main event. Imagine if they used the same ones, Denise. Oh my God. I mean, that we are, I really, I already shared my thoughts on that last we'll talk night. More about it. We will. I mean, God. It, people are still not over it, obviously. And I don't blame people. People are still mad. I even had a good time with that meme of Finn Balor just like oh, yeah. falling. Almost like me trying to get my life together. Uh, another quick plug, guys. We announced today that this Saturday, premiering October 2nd at noon Eastern, the Grapsity podcast here on Fightful it will air live noon Eastern on Saturday. I think you guys are really, really going to love it. We announced our first host today. It is Phil Lindsay. If you watched our AEW Double or Nothing reviews each of the last two years, he was on there. He does some incredible work, uh, a great mind in the wrestling world. He's done work for Fansided, uh, Daily DDT, Bleacher Report. He's wonderful. We are so happy to have him a part of the Fightful family. And we're going to be making some more announcements on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, and if you haven't gotten enough Fightful by, by all then, you got Fightful Magazine, uh, stories on CM Punk, John Cena, The Thunderdome, Thunder Rosa, Brian Lee, Fire Pro Wrestling, tons of stuff in the new Fightful Magazine. Take a look at that beauty. Look at that. Cody Diener wrote for us as well in the Wrestler's Tribune, brought to you by Magic Spoon and Blue Chew. Check it out, FightfulMag.com, physical and digital editions, both available over at FightfulMag.com. And... Head over to shop.fightful.com. We've got a whole lot of new designs that we're working on, and you guys are going to really love it, whether you're fans of the podcast or you want good-looking shirts in general. CM sends a super chat and says, not a fan of those NXT is all about the ladies' ads for NXT. Feels too divas era for me. Well, Denise, last week I reported just ahead of NXT they were going get, <laughs> to get a little more aggressive in the ring with language, which we saw, I said one of the things that they had discussed, and this came straight from Vince, was being a little bit more liberal with what women can wear and how they perform, although I wasn't told exactly how. Um, and then we saw the Joe Gacy thing where that played into the keep up with current events and lingo. Did and it all. Know, really? Because it was terrible. No, it was so <laughs> stupid. But you know that's what they think. That's what they yeah. think. When John Laurinaitis got put back in his role and Canyon uh, Seaman was out of his role, I had a lot of people concerned about a return to Divas era type of thing. Are you are you expressing any of those concerns right now? I mean, look, I'm not going to say that the second that I didn't see that promo, did I automatically think of him? Because I did. And it was just automatically where my brain went to. Now, here's the thing. I have two thoughts. I have, well, I have several thoughts on this, but I'll just start <laughs> off with, uh, I'm happy that they're promoting the women and that, that's, they should do that, obviously. But it's not like they weren't doing that before on NXT. NXT has actually been pretty good for a very long time with promoting women and giving them, you know, respectable opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. But here's my question, though, because when you say uh, letting them be more liberal, this is confusing to me because does it mean if a woman wants to show her sex appeal that she can now or does it mean we encourage the women to show more sex appeal? Because as yeah. you know, not all women, 
me here, are not comfortable with showing sex appeal. Some of us are, are you know, not like, not can't do it because we're shy or whatever the case, right? So that's my thing. Are they doing it, enforcing it, or are they just saying, oh, if you want to show more sexuality, you can? That's I'd be shocked if they were trying to force it because, oh boy. They, they know the backlash they'd get for that. But I'm going to poke around. I'm going to try to try to find out about that. But yeah, I, I get what It feels saying. like two different meanings. I don't know what that means being like, I mean, I get what you're trying to say, but I think that it could be taken two different ways. Rafael Garcia says they promoted toxic attraction more than their own champions. We're heading in a problematic direction. I don't disagree with that. Uh, I saw Raquel barely last week and, um, and I saw Toxic Attraction an awful lot, featured an awful lot, promoted an awful lot. But uh, we're going to get into Monday Night Raw. And before you all go, what? You skipped the first match? We're going to tie that into the main event. There's no reason for us to skip around uh, or, or just talk about this and then come back at the end of the show. So we're going to kick off with Angel Garza versus Eric, which I really liked as a match. I'm so glad that, like I mentioned last week, nine teams on Raw eight teams on SmackDown. There's a lot. There's plenty to go. And Angel Garza's real good. I can't say that I expected him to get this win, even though they're getting the new push. A bit of a distraction here. Don't hate it. Not the end of the world. I loved how much Corey Graves put over the wing clipper. He's like, man, that's tough on your spine. It's tough on your neck. It's tough on your shoulders. I mean, he really put that move over, which I thought was important. And damn, good on Garza for getting him up for it, too, because... Eric's Eric's not a small boy at all. Like this was this is pretty solid stuff. I thought I, I did like this match. I did. I was I had tweeted right before the finish, and it like ten sec like thirty seconds later the finish came. I was I tweeted give Angel Garza a win here. I couldn't see a reason why they shouldn't give him a win, considering the, you know what we've been seeing now. This new pairing with him and Umberto, and then doing this match here today. I thought, come on, this is something that can legitimately be something good for him because what has he had prior to this? Like he had, you know, everything with Andrade and that was great and dandy and all of that. But then after that, he got into this like really weird rose giving thing with Charlie. And then I, it just got weird after a while. Then he did that weird thing with Drew Gulak. So that was strange too. So now it's, Okay, now let's morph him in to a real competitor. This is what they need to do. Like, you can keep the charm because, you know, that's something that they've been promoting with his character. That's his character, that he's a charming guy and nobody's girlfriend is safe around him. I like all of that, but I do think they need to present him as a, you know, a serious competitor. Let us take him seriously. And instead of being a comedy act like what he did with Drew Gulak and like what he was doing in all of those backstage, backstage segments. So now, okay, great. Getting this win um, over Eric, that helps us see him more as a legitimate competitor. And obviously, those people that know his work outside of WWE know that what he can do. But a lot of people don't know his work outside of WWE. They just know what we've seen from him on the show. So this is a real opportunity to shift the perspective of what people have for, for somebody like Angel Garza, who, again, like I said, has been booked in really strange uh stories and then i loved i loved the wing clipper at wing wing clip wow i can't talk today the wing clipper at the end i thought that was a phenomenal finish i thought it looked great and like you said they put it over and that's what they needed to do
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We got D'Lo Diggs saying, happy for this milestone. Everyone who isn't subscribed to the YouTube channel or Fightful Select, please do so. Can't wait for the Grapsity Pod debut. You guys are going to love it. Trust me, guys. Uh, tune in Saturday at noon. It'll be on all of our podcast platforms everywhere as well. I know most of you listen on YouTube. We are on every podcast platform out there. Reginald versus Ricochet. I could not take my eyes off of this match for the brief you were amount of time start it lasted. Singing Sean, can't take my eyes off of you. I didn't. <laughs> I, indeed, I did not. But I could not take my, my my eyes off this match. This was playing to the strengths of both men, and Ricochet's got a lot of strengths. But the style of the match. Now there was a lot of people who had the same physical attributes of Re- as Reginald, who would not pull off the stuff in the ring that he pulls off. He's got really, really good ring awareness, and Ricochet's the right person to be in there with. But now, everybody who entertained in this match, I got heat, or, or interfered in this match, I've got heat with them. I'm pissed. I wanted to see this match go on, but instead they made it 24-7 BS, and I get it, Reginald's a champion, Reggie's a champion, but damn, I wanted to see this go on, Denise. That's what makes me angry. Here's the thing, Sean, at these shows, and I know that sometimes you can say, like you and I, uh, you know, you can argue that we live in a wrestling bubble because, you know what, we're seeing what everybody's saying on Twitter. Everybody on Twitter's following the products and all of that stuff. So you get stuck in this world of, oh, everybody knows everything, right, or whatever. Uh, but you, we like sometimes you have to remember, like, there are people that go to these shows, a huge amount of people that go to these shows and are casual fans. They're going because, oh, it's wrestling. Great. I'm going to go to the show, have a good time with my buddies. They may not necessarily follow the product the way that a lot of other people do, right? So for me, having a match like this with Ricochet and Reginald, that is the kind of match, what they started to have because it was like a minute long. Um that's the kind of match, in my opinion, that attracts that casual audience. Those, those people that go with their friends who may be a bigger wrestling fan. You know, the families that are there with their kids. These are the kind of matches that get over with those types of audiences. Well, so I once a year, was- once a year, that Ricochet Osprey clip goes viral on Instagram or TikTok or some, some stuff like right. that or Facebook. So that's my thing. So what I'm trying to get at here is that when you have something like that and you have somebody like Reginald and Ricochet who can pull off all of those, you know, you know, fun looking spots, let it last. Let it let the crowd enjoy it. I really hate it that they included, you know, everybody else from the 24 seven picture. They did not need it here today. They could have at least let them go five, seven minutes, whatever. And then had this happen. Like, I don't mind that this happened, but at least let the people enjoy this a little bit more because it kind of left me uh i felt like they were it was a tease it was a tease i was like okay i want to see more and then i was pissed yeah yes i was we have ke775 says if frankie monet doesn't beat raquel tomorrow could you see her joining john morrison on raw and smackdown uh she indicated to me last or maybe two yeah it was a couple weeks ago 
that she wants to stand on her own and she doesn't want to just be somebody's wife, but that could be her, her throwing us off as well. Keith Lee takes on Tazawa. Tazawa said, give me anybody. Give me anybody. And they got Keith Bearcat Lee. Now, I think it'd be better off if they called him Bearcat Keith Lee. Um, Austin Pender says, thoughts on the Bearcat name? There were a whole lot of people, a whole lot of dummies on the internet, Denise, who did not get your tweet. No, my tweet. people were mansplaining, okay, to me. And I'm like, bro, can you guys stop mansplaining to me all the damn time? It's Denise, annoying. Denise knows who Bearcat Wright is. I thought she was referring to the University of Cincinnati. There's a I team know. called the Cincinnati Bearcats. So it's an easy, cheap pop. Am I correct in assuming what you meant, Denise? Because That I is what I, I meant. That's yes. what I was trying. I had to put out a second tweet and emphasize that I was talking about date and date. Well, not date and location, but show and location. That's what I was trying to get at. But I had a bunch of people mansplaining and it kept going. And then I put out another tweet saying that I had to Google the, uh, uh, the bear cat, the animal, yeah. because I didn't know what it looked like. I truly to God did not know. And then, yeah, I got other tweets and it I mean, if, if Vince McMahon sees Keith Lee as Bearcat Wright, then that's a good damn thing for Keith Lee because Bearcat Wright was great. And if, you, if you're not familiar, look him up. I loved this. This is exactly what it should have been. But here's the problem, Denise. This is exactly what it should have been from the start. From the start. Keith Lee shouldn't have been taking all those L's. They, they brought him in really well. They had him at the top of the card, but they quickly established one – that his matches don't matter because they're going to end in a no contest or a count out or a DQ. But then when he came back, they're like, oh, well, here, lose a bunch. And you couldn't, you couldn't predict his health problems, but it should have been like this all along. But Austin Pitt, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, but that's the thing, though, too, is that they kind of messed up Keith Lee in the start of his main roster, you know, run that they had to do this character change because it was needed it was like we need to do something to you know spice them up a little bit because it wasn't necessarily handled properly at the three start pe three people on this show they're trying to fix right now three that they they screwed up uh austin pender says i agree bearcat keith lee flows much better nerd guru says seeing what they've done with keith lee and cross i can't put into words how happy i am adam cole left can't imagine what that would have looked like. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because on FightfulSelect.com this week, I've got some news on exactly what that was going to look like from the early conversations between WWE and Adam Cole. And I, I won't say it's terrible, but it's reminiscent. And um, reminiscent of what? Reminiscent of another idea that got shot down when it was pitched to a legendary wrestler. Oh, boy. And it's not like the end of the world thing, but I got some information this week. I'll post it tomorrow. Fightfulselect.com. How about that? I have a question. You What's can answer that? yes or no. If he would have stayed, would he have came out today with Keefley? I don't know that. So oh, okay. I heard that, like, I think Ringside News and Observer had reported that there were manager pitches, but Adam Cole said he never heard of that. So I heard of the pitches, but I was told all throughout, like this never made it to Adam Cole. So, and he confirmed that. 
But that's not out of that's that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Like there were a lot of people that were trying to yeah. dunk on like Meltzer and ringside. And I was like, that doesn't mean that it didn't happen. I mean, I had reported that there were money in the bank graphics made for Sonia Deville and she still ain't wrestling yet. And they made a uh, Sonia Deville is in money in the bank graphic to use like this. This stuff happens all the time. Probable cause says want to give this a chance. Maybe it's me, but I see him going from a man with natural swag and charisma to a stereotypical angry black dude. Um, I don't see that at all. Uh, I don't know that he had necessarily those things that you're mentioning. Keith Lee had sort of his own aura. He, he didn't necessarily have that, that charisma that stood out. His presence stood out because he was such a big dude that was capable of such incredible things. Um, and hopefully that's what they lean into. Uh, I'll tell you what they are leaning into, Denise. Damian Priest versus Sheamus. <laughs> I knew you were going to have a, a laugh with this one. Listen, I love both of these guys. Uh, on a personal level, professional level, in the ring, I think they're wonderful on uh, across the board. Love watching them wrestle. What the hell are we doing here? What the hell? We knew that Sheamus wasn't going to win this match. How do we know? Well, because they've had like 50 of these. They have had a bunch, a bunch. And I, and again, like because of what you said, like these are both guys that are great. All of that. You already covered that. But the issue is you're taking away from both of them when you keep having the same match over and over again. However, I will say this much, and I mentioned this at the top of this show, is that even though we got a lot of rematches on this show here today, I will say this. This was my favorite Damian Priest, uh, Damian Priest Sheamus match. My favorite out of all the ones they had. I even liked it way more than their SummerSlam match. And this was definitely more extreme than anything we saw in Extreme Rules. I really liked this match. And considering that, considering that we've seen it a zillion times, I did not struggle whatsoever to get invested in this match. And why? Because they quickly got me into it. So I can't necessarily trash it too much. However, I do hope that this is the end. It felt like the end but it's felt like the end a bunch of times. Yeah, so I, Oh, I, I'm, I'm not going to trash Damian Priest and Sheamus because I, I love those dudes. I love what they do. I love their work. This match owned. It was so good. But we saw this match on July 26th. We saw this match at SummerSlam on August 21st. And we saw this match tonight, each of the last three months. Oh, and then, by the way, Damian Priest and Ricochet faced Morrison and Sheamus in August. And then Damian Priest and Drew McIntyre faced Lashley and Sheamus in August. And oh, by the way, Damian Priest beat Drew McIntyre and Sheamus in August. And then last night, Damian Priest beat Jeff Hardy and Sheamus in August. They have done some combination of this match seven times on TV over the last two months. As far as live events, I don't give a damn. That's what they're there for. Run the same shit. Who cares? But these two are so good. Good God, have them doing something that's different. Young Boy says, chances of Priest winning the Rumble? I, I don't know. It, it, I would have to, I, you, I cannot answer that until like December, legitimately. By the way, they did announce the Royal Rumble for St. Louis. Fightful Select had reported that uh, last month. 
however, they went with a Saturday date. Originally, Denise, they had been talking about doing a February Royal Rumble. And the reason for that is the NFL regular season is now 17 games instead of 16. So everything's pushed back a week. Well, WWE would do the Royal Rumble the week between the uh, the the conference championship, I guess it is, and the Super Bowl, where they have that one-week break. But instead, they're doing it on a Saturday. What do you think about them doing the Saturday pay-per-view? I personally love it. I love it. Are you kidding me? I'm I'm here for it. I love Saturday pay-per-views. It's just, it's nice to, I, I don't know. It's nice to have something to do on a Saturday. <laughs> okay, that sounds really yes. sad and pathetic yes, for it me. Does sound, it sounds very sad. It sounds, that very, sounds sad. very sad. It feels nice to have something to do on a Saturday. Um, that's not the way I meant it. I just, I feel like Saturdays is the day where I want to be watching a big show. Yeah. That's the best way to describe it. And I like Sundays to be a day where like, I don't got to do nothing. And they can make it like their weekend with the Friday, Saturday thing too. Yeah. Thank you to Zach Schimmel, longtime Fightful uh, supporter for becoming a YouTube member. Matthew Mikofsky says, Seamus reunites with Cesaro, Bar versus Usos soon. If you don't have any plans for Cesaro, then do it. Then do it. We've got Air Force Sister 74 says, should have happened last night. Great match. Great win. Hope this is the end of Damien and Seamus next. I, and I don't want it to be the end of them because I don't like them. I want it to be the end of them because I do like them. That's that's why. <laughs> well, that's what we said. Like, yeah, it's taking away from them versus adding yeah. to them. Nerd Guru says, any chance we get a women's match at Sands of Time? If so, who would you book? I say Becky versus Sasha. Triple threat for the real pay-per-view. Uh, I believe it's going to be Queen of the Ring. I think they're going to do Queen of the Ring finals there. I think that that's long been the plan, according to... Uh, Andrew Zarian, uh, and I trust him, but plans change, pal. Plans change. Um, people are, are asking about Full Gear. Uh, yeah, Fightful Select, and uh, Rob Wilkins reported that Full Gear is in uh, Minneapolis. So, yeah, that should be good. Get I've never super- been to Minneapolis, so I'm Me excited. Either. I'm not. Uh, get your super chats in, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it helps support this show yeah, and it it's means be a cold, lot sean i'm from la i don't know what cold is it's not, i don't think it'll be that cold it'll i don't know do cold. we have any people here from minneapolis minnesota yeah, rob wilkins rob oh, wilkins he's from minneapolis i didn't know that yeah he's from he's from oh. the area cliff beard says are they gonna turn keith lee into the new brawn i don't think they should do that they got a they got a couple guys that i think that works better with well, we had Jeff Hardy, Mansoor, Mustafa Ali losing to Team Gender. That's happened. It was okay. It was fine. I'm not going to hate on it or anything. It existed. And you know what? I guess these guys got to win at some point before you think that they're never going to win. So, sure. Okay. Right. Well, you were nice about it. So, I won't there feel so go. bad when I say that it sucked and I hated it. It was boring. I just I, to me there was nothing that stood out to me as like bad match. It was a pointless match. If the match was to get them a win, sure, whatever. I'm okay with that. Volob says I too trust Train Potato eating. <laughs> it did cause a little hit to his credibility. Yeah. How sad. No, but seriously though, in regards to this match, I'm sorry. Like I get why you would want you know a win for Gender and Veer and Shanky, but I'm sorry. I just kind of feel that you know like. Mansoor and Mustafa Ali, they 
are actually likable people, give them something a little bit more. And then obviously with Jeff Hardy there, you know, he's already established. He doesn't need this win. But still, I'm just trying to get it. I didn't like this match and I didn't like the finish. I didn't like anything. So they did not promote that they were having Goldberg on this show until the show started, Denise, which seems a little counterproductive to me. But either way, he pops up on a video screen in public and says, Bobby Lashley, I want to talk to you man to man. And I'm like, wait. So you go public? When I talk to people man to man, I'm talking to him one on one. I'm not like, posting it on a message board or something like he he can't get lashley's but it's number not in secret though he's addressing him on camera i know but that's not that's not man to man in front of the whole world on a video Yeah, where, the whole world including bobby lashley he's there but lashley's lashley not there, there but he's there he, he exactly. doesn't watch the show Lashley wasn't interacting with him, so it wasn't man-to-man. It was man-to-video screen and then-to-man. Yeah, and then man will eventually then respond. Man then responds afterwards. But that's not man-to-man. That's not what that is. And especially when you are threatening to murder him. Yeah. Do you think he he went too far with that? Denise, this is admissible in court. (laughs) I was wondering. I wasn't sure if that line was too far or not. I don't know I mean, the I rules, man. Is it too I, far? I, well, I gotta clarify. I'm okay with it. Before some shitty yeah, podcast, I was gonna say before some shitty podcast chops it up and goes, "Hey, my, oh my god, Sean Rossap is so offended by what Goldberg said. We need something to talk about, and Sean is an SJW." I don't give a shit what he said. I'm just like. Damn, doesn't that guy watch Investigation Discovery? Like, if he pulls an Undertaker on Bobby Lashley, this is admissible in court. He said he wanted to murder the man. Sean, it's sports entertainment. See, that was my thing where I thought, I get it. But I feel like to some people, it's going to come across bad. That's why I asked, Was it? did he go too far? I don't know. In my eyes, I don't care. But I know other people are going to care. I don't give a damn. I mean, why not? Why not? Uh, Cliff Beard says, <laughs> but B- I thought kill and victim B-T-W. were banned words. What? BTW. He said he'd be lucky if he'd got to kill him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, Louis says, back when conversations were men. <laughs> When conversations were met. <laughs> oh my god. Well, you're god. the one here talking about having man-to-man conversations. That wasn't okay. Man-to-man is direct. It is right to the person, not through a video screen in public to be responded to later. Like that's the that's So then what the, do you what do you call it? Show up! Your, Come to Cincinnati! Why is he going to go to Cincinnati? To have a man-to-man conversation. I don't know. He can just come out on the video. I don't know. Use Skype or something. I don't know. Even Okay. Wait, how does Skype make it different, Sean? It's Okay, Bobby Lashley is at least interacting with him. Okay, so then why don't you tell production that? Why don't you tell whoever came up with this to say, hey, man, we should probably do a split screen or something. 
I, I am. That's why I'm I here. just feel you're reaching. I personally reaching feel you're reaching what? with this whole man man thing. I just feel like it's it a generic thing to say. I feel it's a generic thing to say. Let's have this conversation, man to man. Uh, I know, and it's a stupid thing to say. Well, don't tell me. Tell them. I am telling See, them. Here they, you go. You are not Denise. having a man-to-man conversation with them. You're telling me and all the viewers instead of telling them directly. You see what I mean? <laughs> That's the same argument that you're making. Denise, I get. I regularly get messages from people in WWE that say, was the show that bad after they watch our shows? So they know. <laughs> they know. Come on. Well, that explains a lot now. Thanks a lot, Sean. Brandon Charles Powell says, between the unsafe work environment for the demon and Goldberg's threats, we got some future court cases in WWE. Constantine Kairos is like, yes, I'm ready for it. Here we go. Intangible One says, nobody comes to Cincy unless it's to beat the Bengals. That's funny. Ask the Pittsburgh Steelers how that went last week. Ask Tony Khan how that's going to go Thursday because they're going to both whimper in their wieners. <laughs> Another good thing that happened on this show, Riddle and AJ Styles. Now, I, I want to preface this by saying, I don't need to see seven singles matches between anybody in 14 months. I don't need to see that. If you add all the tag matches, good Lord. I don't know how many it will be. That being said, I thought this was one of the best WWE matches all year. This thing just got better as it went on. I mean, yeah, they, they face each other 12 times in some capacity since June of last year. That's a little too much. But holy crap. Like, AJ Styles was like, hell, I guess I'm going to do a burning hammer in the middle of a match on a show where they threatened to kill somebody. AJ Styles outright tried it. He's like, Goldberg, piss off with your empty threats. I'm going to do it. And this match kicked ass. It seems, Denise... You might get your wish. What's my wish? It seems like they're setting up AJ for something. Cross our fingers. Bro, as we want this like 20 months ago. I know. I know. I don't believe nothing no more. What'd you think of the match? And what'd you think of of yeah, all that? All right. I, I'm still mad right now because I'm still thinking about this Goldberg thing about him saying he's going to kill somebody. Man, we saw somebody get burned alive uh, with the fiend. I mean, we've seen we just whatever. Okay, I'm going to move on now. This match, I really, really enjoyed it. You already said it. This is a match we've seen a zillion times. And, and when this match was even happening, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll just, I'll, yeah. like, I'm going to pay attention, right? Okay, it's my job. I'm going to pay attention. And then it was almost like I had forgotten that I've seen this match already because they did so many different stuff in this match and it was so hard hitting and they just went for it, man. I don't know. If, I don't think it was the best like WWE match of the year or anything like that, but I did think it was really, really good to the point where I can't say I can't say that I hated the fact that they did this match, even though I've seen it before. If anything, this was the best one, too, uh, that they've had. I'm sorry. I was a fan of this match, hands down. I would even tell oh. people, if you didn't watch Raw, go out of your way and watch this match. Gotta watch this match. This match was unbelievable. Riddle has become one of the best workers in the world. AJ Styles continues to be one of the best workers in the world. Before this, uh, we had Riddle sort of like praying to Randy Orton because he wasn't around. Who knows? I mean, he, he missed some time earlier this month or earlier this summer. Hopefully not 
what we're going into again. Some stupid punk says, tossing in a chat, nothing new to say, all rematch. Well, we appreciate the super chat anyway, because that, that really supports us. So go ahead and get those in, guys. Matthew Mikofsky says, Vince getting the good good from Riddle. Amazing article, Sean. Hopefully going to go see SmackDown in December. Hope I can go. Yeah, we got that Fox WWE article up on Fightful Select. And as I mentioned, I will post that Adam Cole news on Fightful Select tomorrow. Um, So it's coming. It's going to be good. You all are going to like it. And this Friday, I've got the USA WWE story uh, coming up. You guys are going to really like that. Ian says AJ consistently gets the best out of his rematches and nerd guru says I'm ready for King styles to be crowned. You know what styles winning King of the ring would be very cool. If that's what they lead to, that would be, that would be great. I think WWE can have an absolute fire King of the ring tournament. How do I know they had one a couple years ago. The one that Corbin won was the best in ring work he's ever done. It was really awesome. But then unfortunately they did a match 432 times in a row. Um, as far as AJ getting the best out of his rematches, the more you work with him, the better he gets. Yep. I second all of that. Well, we had Dewdrop backstage who goes up to Sonya Deville and wants the open challenge match. And Sonya says, ah, she won't see it coming. Charlotte doesn't watch the show, Sean. Evidently. <laughs> ev- she's one of the three million people that have tuned out over the last few years. This match, you know what? It made sense. Dewdrop's got a couple of wins. Cool. Whatever. That's fine. This was quick, but I hated the finish. Boy, did I ever hate this finish. Eva Marie, who got just absolutely demolished by Dewdrop twice, her music hits and Dewdrop's like, huh? First off, why are we continuing this Eva Marie stuff? She lost. Move on. Why are wrestlers in title matches Getting so easily distracted, Denise. This made uh, WWE thinks they're protecting people. They think, oh, well, it wasn't a clean win. No, it just made Dewdrop, the character, look like a dope. And then she lost. And then even Marie came out and Charlotte beat her up too. Okay, cool. Here's my thing with all of this. I'm sorry, but this match was, I think, less. It was under two, three minutes, okay? That, no, I'm sorry. They could have gone a lot longer with this match, okay? First and foremost, World title match. this could have been an opportunity to actually showcase a dewdrop, all right? to give her something aside from what she's been doing, these weird matches that she's been having with Eva Marie. This was a real opportunity for them to give us a reason to legitimately care about Dewdrop. Because I will be honest, as much as I like Dewdrop, they have not given me a reason to like her on screen. Absolutely no reason, okay? And that's a problem. Now, you don't think Charlotte would like a match with a fresh opponent? I think that this was another match that they could have definitely, like we said about the uh, Reggie-Ricochet match. This was another match where they could have easily just gone an extra few minutes and it would have made a world's difference. And uh, I've always said this. I kind of like how they do things in AEW where obviously it's not Dewdrop's time. It's not her time. So you know what? She can lose to the champion. She can lose to the best wrestler there is and then go to the back of the line 
and then win some more matches and then get back there. That doesn't hurt anybody. Sometimes good wrestlers lose to other good wrestlers clean and it doesn't hurt them. That's what should have happened instead of this goofy shit. Uh, <laughs> some stupid punk says Charlotte doesn't need to watch. It's all rematches. Well, uh, and Sean Blanford says, wouldn't mind Styles versus Priest. Oh, God, get the hose. I would love to see that. <laughs> I would love to see that. Well, I'll tell you what I'd love to see. What happened after this? Eva Marie is out there, and Shayna Baszler pops up and beats the brakes off of Eva. Stomps her arm, breaks her arm all up. Denise, this is yet another person. They got a, they got a retcon. They got a fix. Carrying Cross. Keith Bearcat Lee, Shayna Baszler, because they screwed up all these slam dunks. They they instead of slam dunking the ball, they walked up and tried to do like a front flip and, and like a cartwheel, and they threw the ball about 12 rows into the audience. Didn't take their two points. This is awesome. This is so good. If Shayna is out here just writing people off, I love it. But you know what would really do it, Denise? If she started to bite them. Started oh, please. Bite them. Yeah. Please. Bite them. It's good shit, pal. Good shit. Really just get in there. I want to give Eva Marie credit here, okay? Because oh, yeah. we've we've talked about the fact that, let's be real, she, she she's not the greatest seller, right? No. Okay, we know that. That's established. I thought she did a great job of selling this here today. I thought that in comparison to Nia Jax, I thought she did a better job at selling this where it didn't feel so yeah. over dramatic and so overdone to the point where I'm like, all right, now I can't buy this anymore. I can buy what she did today. She did not overdo it. Uh, I like this. And it's what you mentioned. They're, you know, going back to, you know, what they were doing with Shayna in the beginning. They should have never stopped doing that because there is nobody that, is more legitimate than Shayna. If Shayna, if you're, you're telling me this girl can kick your ass, I'm buying it 100% yeah. because she has that. She has everything that makes it easy to believe that she is a legitimate killer. There is nothing fake about her presence, nothing fake about her skill. It doesn't take a lot to try to convince you that she is a legit badass, all right? So I do like that they're going back and that they're doing what they were originally doing with Shayna. And now they just, again, like you said, they just got to like rebuild what they were doing with her because sadly, these last couple of months, maybe even a year, I don't even know how long anymore it's been, they really undid so much of Shayna. They took so much of her cool factor she, away. She was eating so all much. the pins for Naya. She, that's what she was there for. She was there to eat all the L's for Naya. And that's unfortunate because I loved this. Nerd Guru says, wouldn't have shocked me if they had Dewdrop shock win just so they could give Charlotte Queen of the Ring and end up back with the title. I mean, I think the champions should want to win King of the Ring. I think they should, they should put some champions in there. I think that would be really good. Brandon Rosen says, I sincerely hope this episode was a turning point for Shayna Baszler. I feel like she made a statement tonight that the Queen of State Spades is back. I think she made a statement last week. I think it started then. Yeah, it did. John says, since even Marie can't wrestle, what happens to her? Maybe she's a manager. I don't know. Uh, Cliff Beard says, Shayna is now and forever the biggest baby face. Did you hear that reaction, Denise? Oh, there was a woman in the back that you can kind of see. And she was like so into it. She was like, yeah, yes. yeah. It was really funny, actually. 
Sim Sim Ray G Punk says poor. La Actually, that was for the the main event, so uh, I got skipped around there. CM says it only took a million losses, but glad Shayna looks like a badass again. Hopefully, it doesn't end how it did last time. And JW Pringle says Eva got her butt whipped, and they stayed in the ring to talk trash. Huh? How does that even work on paper? It's very confusing, and I don't understand it. Yes, I agree. That was one of the things where I was like, oh, come on. Orlando says all the women shown tonight on Raw was under ten minutes. SMH. They they did a lot of segments though, but uh, I I am hopeful that Shayna will be like I forgot who I was and now I remember who I am. But um, got to talk about this terrible Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash promo. This was bad. This was bad, Denise. I didn't like it. You got them talking about them being a team and I, I, you know, I love them as a team. This dialogue is so bad. What do you think of blue and gold? And Rhea Ripley goes, I love it for you. Yeah. Well, Denise, I would just like to call bullshit on that real quick. I had forgotten about this. Let me just call Bullshit, Rhea Ripley. <laughs> That's so sad. This was less than six months ago. <laughs> was it? Damn. Throw a cape on her. And it's good to go. Just reuse the gear. My God. You know, Always it's... keep the receipts. Who would have thought? My mind did not go there at all. You know, my mind went, actually, you know where my mind went? To Greece. Do you remember when Sandy, when she turns all edgy for, uh, yeah. I forget what's his face, uh, John Travolta's character. I forget. Why did I forget his name? Whatever. So him. Um, that's what I was thinking would be funny. We're going to see that, but with Nikki Ash, because she's going to try to fit in with Rhea Ripley. That's where my brain went. Oh, boy. Joel Wood says, I'm just here for Denise going off on Sean and his man-to-man -man conversations. That was a good one, though. Zach Schimmel says, I've not been watching WWE. Glad you all are doing well. They can't catch my attention the way AEW does. I'm glad AEW is starting to land blows. Me too. Maybe maybe that is motivating WWE. Until Vince speaks out, it's hard to say, though. Luis says, 2.0 calling out Renee Paquette on BTE is great. Well, you know what? 2.0 is great, and so is Renee. I got to get her on the show sometime. Uh, she's she's wonderful, and I love 2.0. Orlando says, who wants to be drafted after tonight's episode of Raw? For me, Mansoor and Ali, I want to see them versus the Usos. Ooh, that would be a really fun match if they got time, Denise. That would be great. Do you think Sheamus is going over to SmackDown? He feels like someone that could go Got to get him away from Priest. <laughs> it's just the unfortunate thing is, I mean, we saw last year, remember the Rollins, Buddy Murphy, Mysterios, oh, yeah. and they drafted yeah. them all over. Oh. Yeah, and then they carried. They did that for a while too on SmackDown too. So yeah, Rob Walker, Rob Walker sent the same super chat twice. Big thank you for that. He says, "I have to ask you guys: if push comes to shove and she gets drafted, would you be okay with a huge marquee feud between Charlotte and Sasha heading into Mania 38? If the story's good, yeah. My, one of my favorite things about the brand split era of WWE was when they traded the title back and forth on raw for a while, because it was very exciting. And I believe they were on each other's level and they had really good matches. Uh, what do you think, Denise? I, I don't want to see Sasha separated from 
uh, Bianca sure. and Becky. I really don't. And I get the reasons why they would do it. And I automatically feel that if they did move Sasha over to Raw, they would jump into this feud with Charlotte. And I have to say, like, even though I like both of them, I don't feel like it would feel it. it, it it, yeah, the story would have to be right for me to really get invested in it. Sean Blanford says, pretty sure the ads for NXT ladies had more time than the Raw women got all night. Rest in peace, Eva Marie. We hardly knew you. I didn't notice that they didn't get much time, Denise, because they had Nikki, they had Rhea, they had Dewdrop, they had Eva, they had Charlotte, they had Sonya. Sonya mentioned Naomi as well, so a little bit of, of crossover there. Uh, it, it felt like there was a lot more time to me than there, there actually was. I just think that it's something that we see all the time. So I almost feel yeah. like it's a recurring thing. It's not just this week. James Boris says, hello to SRS, King of Rock, hard wrestling scoops. And Denise, La Chingona de Fightful? La Chingona de Fightful. Okay, I don't know what that means. Did you it's see like- Renee's great interview with Adam Cole? I don't know why WWE let her go. Well, they didn't let her go. She left. Um but no, but I will watch it. I'm going to watch all of Adam Cole's interviews because he's very transparent. He's very honest. He's just one of the nicest people in, in wrestling. So yeah, I'll watch it. Tangible one Cliff Beard says that is Vegeta. I don't know how to say that. I know it's from Dragon Ball Z. She's different from Punisher Ripley. It's like two different people, Sean. Come on. I get it. I get it. I have well, no idea. We had Karrion Cross defeat Jackson Riker. Um, I forgot about this. I thought we were going into the main event. Well, a lot of people will want to. I'm glad they beat Jackson Riker. That's cool. I don't know why he was riding a 10-fight winning streak there, but he was. Um, by the way, Elias has not been on this show I weeks. was about to ask you what's yeah, going I'm, on. I'm trying to find out, but I tweeted that Jackson Riker's Winning streak was over, and Deanna Perrazzo, who is the girlfriend of Steve Macklin, who <laughs> I saw remember the Forgotten Sons who got taken off TV because of what Jackson Riker <laughs> tweeted, put oh no up there. Uh damn. that was funny. That was, that was funny. funny. That was very good. But I didn't even know Jackson Riker was uh, even on any sort of mi- uh, winning streak. When you tweeted main- that, that was a joke. I watch main event. What can I say? I if I didn't watch main event, I wouldn't know. But he's been he's been wrestling there and beating people, beating really talented people for a while. So it's good to see him eat an L here. Good. Cross, Cross keeps getting wins. They should have never had him lose to begin with. Because you know what didn't happen? He didn't say... I lost, and now I'm motivated. Scarlet didn't pop out. None of that stuff happened. He became uh, like the fourth member of Demolition, and all of a sudden, he's winning again. Okay. I have a question for you. Do you think they booked this match just so that people could actually cheer Karrion Cross? Because I don't know if that was. I don't know if they. Oh, they. I don't think they thought that. They think Jackson Riker's a babyface. Oh well, never mind then. Ignore that. There you go. Get your super chats in, guys. We are heading down the home stretch, and we would greatly appreciate it. Please leave a thumbs up on this video as well. We've got all kinds of stuff coming this week. A reminder, the post-NXT show on Tuesday with Alex and Kate. We had our Extreme Rules review, myself and Denise, last night. Wednesday, the Listen Your Boy returns after a a one-week hiatus. We had Kate on the show last week. We had the post-AEW show. Thursday is the distraction. You're going to want to tune into that, especially if you're interested in our Saturday show, Grapsity, which debuts at noon. 
In addition to all that, FightfulSelect.com. I got a Q&A show. I got a show that's all about exclusives. We got seven weekly shows over there. And uh, Cher Delaware and Robert Wilkins did a mock draft as well that you guys are really going to like. Well, the show kicked off with, uh, as Ian says, we had the fifth and sixth matches, uh, WWE title matches between two black wrestlers ever since Kofi won one, I've had an easier time getting family members to check out shows. The last two and a half years have ruled. WWE has done so well with inclusion and diversifying who's at the top of their card and who is featured. I think they should really be commended for that. Uh, took way too long. It shouldn't have taken them decades and decades and decades, but I'm glad that it happened. And it started off with a match between Big E and Bobby Lashley. You know the drill. Big, meaty men slapping meat, sirloin beef, sons of bitches, just <laughs> bumping that meat together. But the story wasn't even the match, Denise, which was very good. The story was the Hurt Business is back together. And I'm thinking, damn, hate to see a lame finish in a, in a title match. But you know what? If that's what it takes to get the Hurt Business and those dope-ass shirts back, then Cool. Give it to me. Now, MVP was not out here. He's having knee surgery or something of the like. But it's Shelton. It's Cedric. They should have never been split up to begin with. But I'm happier than a pig in shit right now, Denise. I Okay, so first of all, when they appeared out of nowhere, I was like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. This is good. This is good stuff here. This is something that, I did, like you said, I don't think they should have ended it. Uh, it's good for Bobby Lashley. And here's the thing, though. that I do want to say this, that I – thought that this first match that they had between Biggie and Bobby Lashley to kick off the show, I thought the way that they started the match and the way that things were going were going phenomenally. Like I was super into it. So it did kind of bump me out for a second that they, uh, when they came out and essentially ended up ending this match. And then I thought that they were going to go into a six man tag. And I was kind of like, all right, fine, I guess, but I still wanted to see what they were doing here. So when Pierce actually said that this was going to be a steel cage match, that made me so much more excited because I did kind of think that they were breaking apart from what they would normally do, which again, you would guess that they would normally go into the six man and they didn't. I like that. They went into the steel cage for, to the they added the steel cage for the main event. So I will say this. I like how they are tying in, uh, especially we've been seeing this, like especially the last two weeks where they're tying in the start of the show to get you to tune into the start of the show, but also get you to either a stay for the rest of the show to see what's going to happen towards the end or keep, keep you to come back and see what's going to happen. I think they've been hitting that a lot stronger than they yeah. normally do. And right now, considering, you know, ratings and numbers and all of football and all of that type of stuff, uh, they got to do that. And I thought that they did a really good job of doing that this week and last week as well. The elation, you could see legitimate elation on Bobby Lashley's face when he's like, I got my guys back. I got him. And I reported this months ago. There was actual frustration. MVP and Lashley went to Vince McMahon. Lashley played at Coy in our interview. Oh, I heard the stories, man. It, they were not happy that this was happening. They did not want to break this up. Uh, Nerd Guru says, now is the perfect time to uh, get the Hurt Business over to SmackDown and go right after the bloodline. Please. I love that idea. Sean, I know you're happy that the Hurt Business is back together, but to me, 
they just feel incomplete without Jimmy Lloyd. <laughs> oh boy. GW Pringle says, Oh no, I bet they put Eva and Naya together. I don't think we'll see Naya for a little while. KE775 says, Do you think Street Profits are heading to Raw? Will Bianca follow? Yes, I think they'll they'll go together. Uh, Naomi will stay with the Usos. These days, WWE is not like they used to be, where they're like, Oh, it's time to mess with people. It's time to mess with people. Uh, Adam Pearson said, Have some money, you utter legends. Yeah, give us some super chats. We're about 10 bucks away from a goal, and I'm greedy. Brandon Charles Powell says, Between Cross, Shayna, Keith Lee, and Hurt Business, WWE is righting a lot of wrongs. Good job, WWE. Better late than never, but it would have been awesome if they didn't wrong these wrongs to begin with because, Denise, we saw them all. We were calling it as the shows went on. If we can see it and our 25,000, 30,000 people a week to watch us see it, why don't any of them? You would think, right? I, I would be like on social media reading what people are saying. What are people saying? I need to know. And fixing it. I don't Cliff know. Beard said, just wanted to say SRFE. Matt Cardona keeps saying me and Effie look alike. You know what? I could be compared to far worse. I Effie's, can see it. You know what? I'll take that. Effie's one of the smartest people I've ever talked to. If you and, buy and, your hair blonde and let it grow. <laughs> I think I think Effie rules, and you know what? Uh, maybe I, I look like the new internet champion. So there you go. Rob Wilkins says, Denise, bring me Shakey's Pizza in November. Thanks, Rob. Wait, you don't have Shakey's Pizza? Oh, that's really sad. Oh, I love Shakey's. Ricardo says, Can Biggie continue to be booked strongly? Yes, he can, and uh, he should be. He should be. Hamp Connell says, Is Bobby getting blamed for the low ratings? No, I. Th- that that line of thinking has gone along the way. To me, it's weird when you book or you blame the top guy for all the shortcomings. Like Shawn Michaels got blamed for that a lot in like '96, and it's like, no, maybe maybe blame them booking T.L. Hopper and the Goon and who and all, Freddie Joe Floyd and all it's that. It's a stuff. three hour show. Yes, one person cannot take the blame for the entire thing. No way. Norm Summer says Vince owning a wrestling company is like a vegan opening up a, a barbecue restaurant. That being said, raw making an effort is fun. We've come a long way from my hole to sirloin beef to open and close hurt business back. Well, we got some sirloin beef sons of bitches in the main event. Denise Bobby Lashley beat the tar out of big E to start this match. And then they went in the ring and they slap that meat. They bump that meat. All I can say is I think it's very funny that Bobby Lashley and Big E combined don't break the top rope, but the demon does. Divine intervention. Both of them are clearly men of the Lord. Bobby Lashley kicked out of the big ending. He got pinned with a big ending off the top rope. This is how you protect somebody in a loss. You have them get edged out by another great wrestler, take everything they can throw at him. I I could not love how this unfolded more. This was a great finish. I'm ready to see Lashley and the Hurt Business move over to SmackDown. Yeah, so when the Hurt Business came out and started to get involved, I was like, oh, come on. I was like, I don't like where this is going. And I was like, where the hell is the New Day? Then we finally see the New Day. And I just, I loved the finish. I thought the finish really made... 
So here's the thing. Not only you got, like, I feel like you got to think about this as a whole, because not only did you have that awesome, like, like the, the opening match, right? I thought that match, to be honest, like the first half of it was better than the first half of the main event. But then obviously the, the second half of the main event was better because we didn't really get that in the opening match. But it's like the second that you see Big E win in the way that he did, it felt like a big deal because you had gone through like this entire journey throughout the entire show. That's what they did. They made it into this, you know, journey. So I thought that was really cool. I mean, I don't know what else to say other than it was a fun match. And the way that they set it up was uh, not what I expected, but I'm glad that they did it. I want them to get rid of that dumbass walk out of the cage door rule. I don't know how yeah. many times I can see that and see somebody get their head cracked in it. Woof. Just just quit. But the match was awesome. Probable Cause says, Wood should win King of the Ring or a solo riot. I would love that. Uh, and, and Punk uh, said the same thing. Poor Lashley isn't bright. First, he stuck around after his match for no reason and got cashed in on. Now he chose to climb over a cage instead of opening the door. I hate the open door. I always did the only moment that I've ever thought that it was okay was when Owen Hart leapt towards it and Brett grabbed him by the leg because it was funny. That's it. Jay Blood says, any reason in storyline for Cedric and Shelton to have Bobby's back or is it just, let's get them back together all fixed? Yeah, their careers have sucked ass since they left. But like storyline wise. That is, though. that's a that's good. That's what you would say storyline. My career sucks. I got to come back. That to me is not good. Look at how everything unfolded. Bobby doesn't have the title. Shelton and Cedric aren't on TV. Oh, we're better together. Okay, we're better fine. Together but they gotta than explain apart. that. They gotta definitely explain that. Hamp Connell says Bobby's last lost four matches in three weeks after a big push, took a fall in the sixth man, and is gonna lose to Goldberg. What is that besides a punishment? That is not a punishment. He had a big run, a title run. It's his time to cycle out. He couldn't be on top forever. That is not a punishment. If it was a punishment, he wouldn't be getting a big-ass Saudi payday against Bill Goldberg. That would not be it. That is not a punishment. There is no heat on Bobby Lashley that I have heard of at all. Also, they wouldn't be doing anything with him right now post-championship run. Like yes. They're doing good stuff with him and then putting him back with the Hurt Business. Yeah, that does not feel like a punishment at all. Nerd Guru says, Raw was very meh in every part, not Big E related. Rematches, DQs, one minute women's matches ain't cool in a three-hour show. I disagree. AJ and Riddle kicked ass. Um, we got a women's title match. It should have been longer. Priest and Sheamus, even though it was a shitty rematch, was a good match. Garza and Eric was a good match. There were flashes of brilliance in Reginald and Ricochet. Shane and Baszler stomping out that arm. If even Marie was good, I think there was a lot of good stuff, a lot of good puzzle pieces that were put in place tonight. Orlando, yep. Orlando says he enjoyed Raw tonight and happy to see the Hurt Business back together. And then Probable Cause mentions Drew McIntyre. He came to the ramp, pointed his sword. Denise, he's lost his last two singles matches. Why can't they have the man win? This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
I was going to say the same thing as much as I like Drew McIntyre and as much as I know this match is good, this feud is going to be good. That's a given. That's why I don't totally hate this, but I'm not in love with this because they have really, really taken so much away from Drew McIntyre these last couple of uh, months. You know, we had the whole history Drew McIntyre. Then we had this like weird story for SummerSlam, you know, with him and Drew McIntyre. I was going to put him and Drew with him and uh, Jinder Mahal and, you know, seeing him in matches with Shanky and Veer over and over that didn't do anything for Drew McIntyre whatsoever. And so now it's like, yeah, I get it. Like Drew McIntyre and Big E will be phenomenal, but it doesn't feel like they did enough to re- Re- rebuilt Drew McIntyre from what they've been doing with him the last couple of weeks. It's hurt him. Unfortunately, it's hurt from it's hurt him and it's taken away some of the intrigue from Drew McIntyre and they need to put intrigue back into him before getting into this match, into this feud with Big E. And I was thinking that they were going to jump into AJ Styles and maybe they still will, but it feels like we're making a pit stop first. Probable cause says, here comes Drew and six months of title shots for no reason other than a sword. This is almost as bad as giving Dolph to Kofi to establish a run. I don't think it's nearly that bad, but give him some wins, bro. It's, and not it's just, against Shanky and Veer. Yeah. He, he lost to Damian Priest. He lost to Sheamus in matches. Just have him win. Carmel Danielle says, in Japan, and it's still pretty early, so I haven't seen Raw yet, but I've never done a Super Chat, so I wanted to say hi and keep up the great work. Do you think they'll keep the brand split after this season? Well, thank you so much, and uh, greetings from, from over here. Yeah, the brand, slips, the brand split's hanging around. I'll have more on that on this Friday's USA Network story, but the, these networks are pretty fond of the brand split. They, they like the separation there. I don't think they're going to get rid of it. They understand the appeal there. Uh, we've also got James Boris saying, here's your $10, you big shill. Hope WWE pushes AEW to do better with their black wrestlers. Yeah, me too. Me too. Cliff Beard says, send Drew and Hurt Business to SmackDown. Bring over Seth to uh, to Raw to feud with Big E. Also, send Asuka to SmackDown. Well, Asuka's sidelined right now, but I mean, I think they're doing a full draft. I don't think they're doing individual people in that regard. Uh, what I hope they don't do is draft the Raw champions and the SmackDown champions, and then make them trade the belts because that's stupid. oh god. So yeah, that was that was well, very complicated. A lot of people were very upset about that. But that was Monday Night Raw. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, Denise. What do you got going on? Oh man, I'm looking at my schedule. I'm like, what do I have going on? Please, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I am like 700 subscribers away from 50K. And then uh, please follow me on Twitter. I am 2,000 followers away from 40K. And uh, please help me out there. It would really mean a lot to me if you guys went and followed and subscribed. Uh, You have no idea how much that would help me out. But thank you so much. That's what Guys, I have going on. remember, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. That's the most direct way to support us. We've got exclusive news there every day. We've got an update on Alex Shelley's uh, status with Impact Wrestling. And Selena De La Renta confirmed one of our Fightful Select reports today that she was in talks with WWE and she had been at the Performance Center. So support us over there. It means an awful lot. But thank you guys for tuning in. Let me know if you'll be at the Bengals game this Thursday as we absolutely beat Tony Khan and the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> and you know what? Josh says, this is what a YouTube comment section should be. I'm honored and proud to witness it, even though I wasn't a part of it. 
We love our audience and we let pieces of shit know that they can't come here. So you all can enjoy the segments like that. Cliff Beard says, congrats to Rhonda. Yes, congrats to Rhonda and her child, of whom I will not try to pronounce their name. Oh, yeah. Until <laughs> next time, we're out.